mama? You're here with Tiffany and Alicia. I said our names backwards, but that's fine. With Go Ask Your Mom for another podcast. This is episode three. three. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. How did you like last week's podcast? We got a lot of feedback and um, we feel good about it. Um, I think my favorite part was when I had other people tell me that they don't co-sleep and or lice all their toys. So that made me feel... Like a better mom, I appreciate you all for making me feel less terrible this week. Same. Yeah, that was nice. Um, We also found out that we have almost 100 listeners. Oh, do we? We do. That's exciting. It's very exciting. I was pretty impressed. I don't know that I know 100 people. I don't know either. But hey, (laughs) we appreciate everybody out there sharing and telling their friends about us because we think that we have um, some comedy and some relief to offer in this crazy world that we're in right now. Yeah. Right? Right. It's kind of dark right now. Kind of sad. Well, it's nighttime. Wow. <laughs> I'm just that kidding. was your best joke yet. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, we, we appreciate all of you sharing and telling people about us. We have more weekly stories like our um, like what happened this week for us than we normally do because Alicia and I were out um this week sick mm-hmm. uh, we're on the mend with medicine now and so um we're feeling pretty good but um at least it will likely cough or sniffle during this podcast. oh for sure yeah. <laughs> but um so we have a few more weekly happenings than normal and less kid questions than normal because our babies stayed um at their dad's so that they didn't get sick this week yeah it's important it is important. It's very sad. We missed them. We did get to FaceTime them, which was nice. So, you know, the most they asked us this week was like, how you feeling? Pretty much. <laughs> but but this week here, I made a pie. And by made a pie, I mean in true Tiffany fashion, I took a pie from the freezer and I put it in the oven for an hour. And so then good. I let it cool. So good. And, and it was good because I didn't actually make it because I am a terrible cook. But... Made a pie, and um, as we were Wait getting the pie, what? This is where you're going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. As we were getting the pie, we uh, we had some ice cream to go with our pie, because apparently our sickness did not take over our appetite. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Ate a ton of food. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it made a pie. It was, it was, at least she didn't know how to get the pie out. She was using a knife. To like cut the pie, and you then, always cut a pie with a knife. I know that was good. That was good. And then I was getting a tiny spatula when I turned around. She was trying to use this very large knife to like get the. Oh yeah, stuff it out. sliced right through the foil. <laughs> it did. It did. She was like, I don't know how to get the pie out. I was fine. I was like, fine. That's no big deal. You just use the. You just get the ice cream. So she got the ice cream out, and both of our ice cream scoops were in the dishwasher which really should say something because it meant that we had already used them twice we ate great this week um but anyway 
Uh, she was like losing her mind because she couldn't figure out how to get the ice cream out. I'm like, babe, you can use a spoon. You can, you, we can just get the, the ice cream scoops out of the dishwasher. But she was losing her mind about it. So, um, we, uh, we told Alicia's mom this story and there was a, there was another part to it later. We had leftover pie because obviously you don't eat pie in one sitting or not typically. Um, but, but so I cut the pie into eight pieces. So we each had four throughout the week and, um, I, in true piggish fashion one day decided to just eat pie for dinner so i had two pieces for dinner um and alicia had already had we'd already had a piece and so, i'd already had two and you'd already had two pieces throughout the week and so i had eaten three and she had eaten two and she could not for the life of her understand that we were both getting four and and that and that i had one more piece and she had two more pieces math was never my subject <laughs> So, if you were ever one of Alicia's elementary grade school um, math teachers, you really let one slip through the cracks. Wow. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But there's calculators for that, so it's fine. That's exactly right. And fingers. <laughs> and fingers. I was just looking at it, and I couldn't see it for what it was. That's okay, baby. That's all. I helped you. I got you, I got you there. I'll never help the girls with math ever. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You can. Oh, you know what else she told me this week? She told me that I had Hercules ankles. She does. What does that even mean? Think I, about it. Okay, listen. Yeah, seriously, think about it. When you say somebody has Hercules ankles. Don't think about it that way. No, that's exactly what I no, thought. but you I was don't. like, think about I am the, the Hulk. No. I have Hulk-sized no. ankles. Think about the cartoon Hercules. I'm picturing him. He's got wide feet. Okay. Okay. Great for running and picking stuff up and stuff. That's not what my wide feet are good for. And then Literally tiny nothing. ankles. He even says, I have weak ankles. Weak? So are they weak or are they tiny? No, they're or just they tiny. Both? They're just tiny. She couldn't have said something more flattering like, oh, you have Cinderella ankles. Oh, Disney princess ankles. No, she said I had Hercules yeah, that's ankles. Wow. There you go. There you go. It's okay. What, what happened whenever you... What what noise did you think was blowing a raspberry? No, it was like my... It was like... like uh, yeah, maybe. I, I think know. it was just like, you know, blowing, blowing in your lips, like vibrating or whatever. And I was like, no, that's not a raspberry. A raspberry is like, like your tongue between your lips. And I only know that from closed captioning because my grandma was deaf. And so growing up, we had closed caption on the TV 24-7. And anytime somebody did that, it would just say in parentheses, like, blows raspberry. My favorite is when it says, passing wind. Breaks wind. Breaks wind. <laughs> Breaks wind for farting. Yeah. Oh, so I definitely knew. I, I got you. I fixed you up on that one. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Well, I had several things happen. Oh, okay, what happened? Yeah. So, first is a question to our audience. Oh, oh, we should have started with that. Does your person oh, well. ever randomly bite you like a vampire? Like, Specific terrifyingly. Specifically in the shoulder, because that's normally what it is. I'm or like, my ah. cheek. Yeah, I did bite your cheek this week. Yeah. I was a little stir-crazy for being in the house. Just randomly. Don't get me wrong. She doesn't like bite down, but it's still. I just terrifying. put my teeth on her. But still, I think it's probably scary, and, and it's probably extra frightening if anybody has to witness and it. And maybe weird. We might be the only ones. Let's we forget might, we said that. We might strike this whole yeah, section. Let's forget we said that. <laughs> but also, guys, my wife is so smart about random trivia. She really like is. How to get like, eight pieces? Oh my gosh! To, to divide into. Stop. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all, and you know it. No. 
useless information, like useless trivia bits. She knows, and she's very smart. What did I say this week? This week, I was like, I was talking about a coworker, and if he listens, he knows. I was talking about he smokes. I was like, man, he's got to smoke a pack a day. Oh. Like, he's got to. <laughs> And, and I was like, like, how many cigarettes are, are in a pack? And Tiffany, immediately, 36. And I was like, see? Yeah, guarantee you, easy. And she was like, I really don't know if that's true. I just I made, just that, made up. that up. I, I never, blindly believe. I've never purchased or even looked at a package of cigarettes. And I have purchased cigarettes for an ex before. But she did. I, had no, I didn't sit there and count them. But anyway, I blindly believe... Anything she says. Any bits of trivia, I'm like, she, oh yeah, Tiffany knows. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. I I'll don't never know. believe you again. I just lie. I just make things up. Guys, I did Google it. 20. 20 is the number. I was really, I was really helping out that bargain shopper. In the <laughs> that bargain shopper. <laughs> um, another thing that my wife did um, to me this week. Oh no. We were talking about tattoos. I, I love tattoos. I'm, I'm going to get some more. <laughs> and I was talking about how I wanted to get a Disney... Um, like band around my calf with the four Disney parks, like elements from those four parks around my whole calf and shin. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I had had melanoma twice. And the first time um, they had to cut a huge chunk of my leg out. It's very big. It's just a big circle. I call it my cancer hole. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and she was like, yeah, yeah, your cancer hole could be Epcot. You know, Epcot has the big golf ball. It's not really a golf ball, but it does look. But that's like what it looks like. How she rude. meant? Okay, she meant the other leg. Yeah. I thought she was just trying to incorporate that into like a cool tattoo, so that little kids don't stop and stare at her when she wears shorts and, and they would ask, still do that. Ask their moms if they would there's something wrong with that woman. They would still do that. Um, but the last thing before getting into the real meat of the podcast this week. Um, we, we were watching a TikTok, right? I said last week how that's one of our love languages or our TikTok love language. Um, and I saved one of a couple that was talking about how, um, don't be crazy in love, but be calm in love. And it kind of, it didn't really sit wrong with us, but I think we were definitely like, why can't you be both? Like, why does it have to be just one or the other? You know, like, I am crazy in love with Tiffany. Hmm. And I know that she's crazy in love with me. But she's also my refuge after a long day. And she is home. And she's comfort. And and we can be calm in love. You know, at night we put the girls down for bed and we have our moment together. Um, and we can be silly in love. And dancing around like a fool in the living room with the girls. And having so much fun. And I think it's so important as a married couple... To find ways to be completely in love and using all of those elements um, in, in your everyday life to kind of ground us, honestly, from everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, I completely agree. I, com- I completely, I couldn't have said anything better. Yeah. And so anyway, just a little tidbit of some of our marriage advice that we have no right to give, but we're right. going to give anyway. Right. I'm going to do some more later. <laughs> Um, Stay tuned. But, so this week, like we prefaced last week, Tiffany is going to tell her coming out story. Yeah, so Alicia and I have different backgrounds um, when it comes to coming out and and our family past and really just our, our whole past. And this week I'm going to talk a little bit about my, not a little bit, I'm going to talk a lot a bit about mine. In fact, 
I will also <laughs> preface this by saying this episode and next episode might be longer episodes than our first two, only because these these stories are important and we don't want to leave anything out. Um, today's story is going to touch a lot on societal pressure, the pressures that you put on yourself from what you want your future, your own future to look like. Um, I knew, I knew that I was gay as a child. I was, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. My, my parents didn't put this huge pressure on, on being straight or being gay or being anything. It was, it was just kind of not talked about and not like in a bad way, just like there was nothing to be said because we were kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I, I never grew up thinking that being gay was wrong, but here's what I will say. I can remember a time in the third grade. And by this point, I already knew that I, that I liked girls. Right. Yeah. Um, but I can remember time talking to my friends on the playground and they were talking about the people that they liked. And I remember thinking that we were talking about people that we liked, but then as we were going around the circle, telling each other who we liked, we're probably like a group of six girls there. And thankfully, I went last. And they all named boys. And I thought to myself, even in the third grade, what is that? Seven, eight, eight? Even in the third grade, uh, golly, that's Phoenix's age. That is Phoenix's age. Thinking, I better name a boy here. I think I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to like a boy. Yep. And it's in that moment that I think society and whether or not we've, we tried and, and the majority, listen, majority of people are, 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 are heterosexual. That's not, not bad. You know what I mean? Like it's also not bad to be, to be gay, but, but I didn't know that I didn't know either thing right. to be true so I can remember that first interaction at eight and then and then I um I also remember like fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade probably having sleepovers with my friends my female friends and kissing them a lot of them even at that age and they weren't gay. They were just kids. Yeah. And, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they were pretty happy about it. But, but we were kids. Well, I'm just saying. Toot, toot. <laughs> you need to toot, right? But, but if you've got kids, as so many of you do, we have definitely talked about, um, you know, our, our open door sleepover policies regardless of genders Mm -hmm. and I think that that's something you should be aware of because my mom was very aware that I was not having sleepovers with boys I certainly wasn't having closed door sleepovers with boys I didn't want them (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want them um but I was I was trying to explore those outlets without you know committing you know, to, to one, one way or another, you know, without committing at all because I was young. Um, but I, 
I had um, my first girlfriend at 14. And we were closeted, as so many first gay relationships are. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that you start by coming out. Uh, some people do now. Before they had any sort of relation. I guess maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, but I didn't. I had a girlfriend at, at 14, and it lasted for a couple years. And um, Hold on, though. What? You also had a boyfriend, didn't you? In the very beginning. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Before I started going out with her, I had a boyfriend. A not, not serious to me boyfriend, but unfortunately probably pretty serious to him. But I was only 14. That happens you know? to the best of us. I know. Those gay women crushing hearts. Um, but uh, <laughs> she told me one day. When, when, after we had kissed, <laughs> that, uh, that I couldn't have it both ways. And I didn't really think, oh, I'm in a relationship with this girl. I, I, I don't, I just, I kind of assumed we were having those sleepovers that I had. And she was like, no, I want to be in a relationship with you. And like, wasn't she like, what do you think this is? Yeah. She's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. So I broke up with them the next day. Cause obviously that wasn't an important relationship to me, but, but she was. And so we um, had a relationship for a couple of years, and ultimately, the reason that our relationship didn't work out is because I was I was ready to be out. I was ready to be out and open, and she wasn't. And I was in no position to out anybody. I don't think anybody should be outed ever mm-hmm. until they are ready. That's a very important takeaway, friends. If you know that your child is gay, don't out them. Tell me, tell me, you work at a children's facility. Without telling me that you work in a children's facility. Okay, friends. <laughs> I say it all the time. I welcome people in to our it. podcast, and I'm like, okay, friends. But, but anyway, I, if you, I know we know mm-hmm. that you are trying to show your friends, to show your nieces and nephews, to show your your children that you support them and that you love them. But if they have not come out to you yet, take a step back and wait. There were, there were plenty of times where I made the mistake of trying to force, um, one of my, you know, to force somebody to come out to me. Um, and it ultimately, it, it drove a huge wedge in our relationship and it's something that I regret to this day. Um, and I should have known. Like that that's that's a, the the crappy part. I mean, I should have known. So don't. If they're not ready, they're not ready. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you'll always love them no matter what. Tell them that you're always there, but do not ask them if they are gay or if they have a girlfriend. Or if they have a girlfriend <laughs> or a boyfriend. Just just take a step back and remind them what's important that they're supported and that they're loved and wait. Yep. And wait. Good tip. Thank you. That was a tip. So anyway, we naturally, we broke up. And, and then after that, I spent a good portion of my time in high school dating gay men. They were not out yet. I was also not out yet, but it turns out when you're looking, um, at feminine qualities in a man that can, often translate to dating gay men. <laughs> but this was a long relationship. Um, I, I've, had, I've, I've dated more than one gay man. 
That's true. <laughs> the one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were together for like 18 months. But um, we were friends in in high school. I mean, we were friends before high school. We were friends in like middle school and then junior high some. And then in high school again, we reconnected and we were friends before anything and else. Like the because the most popular people in school. No, we were not. We were, hang on. We were the president and vice president of the drama club. That's what I was so looking for. that <laughs> is where we stood. But, but, we're just a couple of gay kids trying to beard for each other, I guess. I don't know. It's true. And here's, here's where I'm going to interject with a funny story. Okay, funny story. And like, and like we said, these next couple podcasts are going to be a lot longer. So, settle, Bear with settle in, break it up if you need to, but we feel like all this information is important. It's important to somebody somewhere. So hopefully that's you. But um, so this particular boyfriend that <laughs> Tiffany had, um, I completely separate. I was at a work appointment with a customer. I was doing a walk around in their facility trying to see how, you know, we could add some more rental product in their facility to help their benefit, to benefit their business. Um, and while walking around, I was talking about, oh yeah, me, me and my fiance are going to New York in June, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, are you going to the gay pride um, parade?" I think he said wife. No, we were engaged at the time. Oh, I don't know how he knew I was a woman then. Oh, I must have said wife. Regardless, he knew, and he was like, "Oh, are you going to the gay pride parade?" And so, of course, I did the little bing. If you watch TikTok, you know what that means. Like my hand went out, you know. <laughs> um, and so I was like, "Ooh, okay." And I was like, "No, we're not. We're you know we're just going for Broadway mo- ma- mainly." And um, anyway, so we're talking, and he talks about how his fiance lives in New York, um, and that he'll be there in June. And he's like, "Yeah, but he he went to school in Springdale and graduated from Springdale." I said, "Oh my gosh, my wife did too." Um, and he was like, "Well, what year did she graduate?" And I said, "Oh six. I said, "Oh six. And I was like, "But of course, there were like hundreds of people in her class or something." It was a very large graduated class. It was before our second high school opened. And he was like, "Yeah, they probably didn't know each other." What was her name? And I was like, "It was Tiffany Mitchell." And he stopped dead in his tracks at this walkthrough, and he goes, "Tiffany," and I was like, <laughs> "I literally was like, can I say his name?" Uh, no, no. I said her boyfriend from high school's name, and this gentleman was like, "Nuh-uh." It was. It was this boyfriend's fiance. Like, what a small world. Tiffany graduated with, what did you say? It's like a lot. Like 700, like 700 people or something. People. And that's who this was. And apparently to this day, both of them talk about each other like, oh, you know, that one time. <laughs> like, they are that for each other. Small world. It was oh, so funny, yeah. though. He, is a, he, was a, he was a great friend above, yeah. above everything. And, and yeah, that is a funny, that is a funny story. <clears throat> but... Um, then in, um, after I graduated high school, I came out publicly. I was 18. A lot of my friends, a lot of my friends had already known, um, because I like told a few of them as I was in that relationship with, with, um, that girl at 14. Um, and my, my mother found out (laughs) about that relationship as well, because moms know everything. Kids, if you're listening, your mom knows already. Um, <clears throat> but I came out to everybody publicly. And and when I did, I will say that um, my family was very supportive. My my dad pretty much said, you know, I, I get it. 
I, uh, I'm going to love you and, and support you and it doesn't matter to me. And, you know, he was very supportive. And, and my, my grandma was pretty much like, I told her and she was like, and she was like, what, you want to go to a movie or something? Like she just, she didn't care, you know? And it was nice for it to be that way. It was nice that it didn't matter. It was nice that it was just like breathing to them. And, um, and my, my brothers were like, yeah, I mean, I like women. (laughs) I understand the appeal, you know? (laughs) So, so that was nice. And my mom was supportive. So like I briefly said though, she found out when I was finishing my two year relationship with, with, uh, that girl, I was, I was 16 at that time. So she found out when I left a love letter on the couch probably because I needed some help getting out of that relationship. Um, but, but she stepped in and, and her takeaway in that time was you can't be in a relationship with a girl and go and spend the night at her house. I don't think that that's a a wrong thing to say. Um, but, but in no world did she say that I can't be in a relationship with a girl. What she said is, you don't need to be spending the night at significant other houses yeah. when you are in high school, you know, or junior high or whatever. We stand by that. Yeah. Well, I support that. Good job, Valerie. But, <laughs> but in no world did she ever make me feel like I shouldn't be gay. She didn't make me feel like I wasn't accepted. She made me feel loved and accepted and cared for and, and safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like years and years and years of my mom being my absolute best friend, and still to this day, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 talk constantly yeah. because we're best friends. So <clears throat> she has told me since then, since since us, mm-hmm. that um, that she feels bad about how. She took my coming out, which is, which is interesting to me because I think the part that she, she must feel bad about is that I didn't come out yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. Not really. She found out. Yeah. And then I had to step into that at a time that maybe I wasn't really ready right. to be out. Like I wanted to be out, but I wasn't quite, I didn't have all my ducks in a row at 16. Right. By 18, I came out to everybody. I, I retold her because I had been dating gay men. Um, and, and she said, well, yeah, Yeah. you know, like, okay. And she, she, she was, she actually talked to me today about it because she knew that this, this podcast was coming up and she's like, are you going to talk about how bad I did? I was like, (laughs) mom, you didn't do bad. So crazy. She, she supported me and she loved me. And, and that is all that we can ask Mm -hmm. from our parents is to show support and love and commitment and, and just reiterate the fact that 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 those kids are always welcome that their partners are welcome that their home is open like but her having to get on to me for spending the night at my girlfriend's house underage probably was a bad thing you know it wasn't a bad thing but she must feel bad about that part i'm not sure but she did a great job so (laughs) if you see her this week talk to her give her a, a fist bump or a high five or something i don't know she needs she needs a hug. Let her know she did great. But 
despite coming out at 18, and I, I dated some women in college when I was there, I ultimately, you know, I had all of these like these norms that are put on you from society. Like, mm-hmm. like I said before, the majority of the population is heterosexual, especially, what was it? 15 years ago? Yeah. Like that wasn't a, that wasn't, wasn't like a, it certainly wasn't talked about. No. There wasn't a whole movement. You know, move, move, there wasn't a movement. There At wasn't, least not, not one that was gaining any sort of speed. No, no, no. There wasn't a, you know, a, a, a TikTok page right right (laughs) i mean really seriously a whole platform and and it wasn't really socially acceptable now my family was very accepting but and and i didn't get a ton of of pushback from society i didn't have a ton of dates in the good old bible belt in college with women despite trying Uh, but i did have i mean i had several but but not nowhere but it wasn't going anywhere yet yeah you know it's just dating and ultimately, I I met a guy, a guy that I didn't like. Not when you first met no, him. No, no, I thought he was super arrogant, and um, and he asked me if he could write me. And uh, he was from Northwest Arkansas, or he was living in Northwest Arkansas, and I was living um, in Jonesboro at the time, going to high or going not to high school, going to college. And I said, sure. So I gave my email address. And we emailed every single day. And I fell in love with the idea of, of, of being in love with a, with a person and not a gender. And listen, he wrote so eloquently. It's very, what is that, pan, pan of me? Pan, is that, is that? I don't know. That's scary. That's scary terrain. Okay. It's, it's very idealistic. There you go. I love if I. I only said it's scary terrain because yeah, I don't, I don't know. know all of the. So we categories. support them all. I'm not super educated. I'm very sorry. Yeah. But um, if that's wrong, please tell me so that yeah. I can correct that in our next podcast. But but I will say that it's very idealistic of me, and I fell in love with all these words, and keeping in mind that we weren't together, um, and ultimately. At 20, I got married to this man. And he knew that I was gay. And he knew that I was out. From the beginning. From right? the Before we started dating. Yeah. All of my friends. <coughs> said, oh, Tiffany's gay. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to work. So, um, and you know what? They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. I, I knew for a long time. Years and years. That our marriage, that it just, it wasn't going to work if I was also going to be happy with who I am as a person. And, and we talked for years about how to make, to make our marriage work. And we tried a lot of things. We tried, um, we tried opening our marriage for a while. That did not work. We tried, you know, talking to each other and being open and transparent. We tried a little bit of everything. (laughs) But, uh, 
I can't help that the dog's naked out. I know. It's okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> ultimately, after a decade, I decided to end our marriage so that I could be happy. And we've got two very beautiful little girls out of this marriage yep. and and a life long list of lessons that I learned ways to love a person and how resolutions should happen and and my worth and a person just really anybody's worth a person's worth but I was married and not I wasn't true to myself for 10 years. And I know lots of women out there, um, you know, they have found that truth for themselves later in life, but I knew it. I knew it in the third grade and I did it to myself. So I could have chosen happiness and and i i was in love with this boy mm -hmm. um or at least i thought, at least i thought i was but but my friends and family knew they were they were a lot of red flags even before the, the marriage a lot of red flags that it wasn't going to work ultimately and my sister asked me on my wedding day she goes it's not too late and i was blissfully ignorant and I yeah. wanted it to work so bad and I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be I think that's important because I, I had that thought before I was like I just want to be a mom so bad that I sure yeah. you know what I mean really I had I had a serious boyfriend in college and I was like yeah okay I'll get married to him so I can have kids we'd make pretty babies <laughs> and it's so funny because when you're you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, you're not thinking, I can still be a mom and right. be gay. Right. You're not thinking those things. Mostly, especially not 15 years ago, because mostly there was no representation of that mm -mm. anywhere. In fact, um, Phoenix has started coming, she, she, when she's watching TV and there's any representation of, of the LGBT community, you'll she'll she'll always be like she started saying well that's they're gay that's gay they're gay look at those people they're gay and and at first it was kind of bothersome to me i wasn't really sure what her intentions were by pointing that out because we certainly don't look at a heterosexual couple couple and say well they're straight well, that's straight right um and so i asked her about it i said phoenix why um why did you start pointing that out like what's going on and and ultimately, she said kind of the sweetest little response. She said, um, well, I like seeing families that look like ours. I like seeing people that, that look like us and, mm -hmm. and seem like us. And, and, and Disney's always been really great about acceptance of the LGBT community. But it wasn't until, and I could be wrong. It wasn't for us. We didn't realize it until onward. When there was a, oh, yeah. I think it was onward. 
when there was a, a cop and she was talking about her going home to her wife. Yeah. And Phoenix about lost it. She yeah. was so excited that their little monster babies had two moms like she did. <laughs> representation is so important for kids. And and it is just like it's just like, you know, Tiana being being a, a black princess or Moana being, you know, Polynesian or, or Hawaiian. You know, it's it's all of those forms or freaking Louisa having muscles in, yeah. in Kanto. You know, which by the way is a fabulous movie. If you haven't watched it yet, I can't tell you to watch it enough. You should. But, but all of those representations are so important for kids, not only kids that are gay, but kids that are impacted by the LGBT community at all. Like our kids who are too young to come out to us Mm -hmm. if they ever do, you know, if they ever feel that they have to, God, I hope they feel like they don't ever have to. I hope they feel like they can just be like, Hey, brought my person home and that's good enough. That's what we hope. So I hope for every child everywhere in their lifetime that they don't ever have to come out because coming out sucks because you you have, you shouldn't have to, you don't see straight kids coming out being like, mom, I really got to tell you something. The the videos of gay kids coming out to their parents where they're shaking and they're crying and they're. I, I don't know how, as a parent, you can watch those and your heart just not break. I know. I know. So I hope one day that kids don't have to come out. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I ended our, our marriage and I, it wasn't it wasn't really a shock because we'd talked about it for years, like I said, and, and really as those months came up. And you tried other options too. You we I mean, didn't, yeah. I, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I just felt like, and I went back and forth for a long time about, you know, a, a broken marriage versus a healthy marriage. And and if a broken marriage is more important for our, our children mm-hmm. or if a healthy marriage is. And speaking from experience, coming from a broken home, I first of all, I hate the word broken home, but coming from a home that had divorced parents that waited until I was in, in high school mm-hmm. to, to get divorced, the, the, the times when they were together, so unhappy, so unhappy and fought a lot and it wasn't always behind closed doors, although I'm sure that it was constantly behind closed doors too, but that it was happier for me after they got divorced and I could spend time with them being authentic to themselves. Right. And so ultimately I've decided that our kids, Mm -hmm. they deserve to see our happiest selves. Your kids deserve your happiest selves. Now you can't be happy a hundred percent of the time. No, we can't be. But if you're living in a place that you are not comfortable in your own skin, that you find yourself waking up more days than not unhappy, your kids deserve more than that. And so do you. You deserve to be on this side of happiness. Yeah. On this side of love. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. I just... Our kids see us now 
in this beautiful marriage. You know, they see us laughing and joking and cuddling and kissing and, and putting each other first and, and wanting to spend time with each other. And we joke a lot yeah. with each other. And when, when we did, I can remember, you know, five-year-old Phoenix. <clears throat> and she would ask us all the time, are you guys fighting? Yeah. Are you fighting? Are you fighting? But we were never fighting. It was like play fighting, you know? But like giving sometimes we were just laughing. Talk- or, or, just, or just talking. Communicating. Yeah. And not even in a negative way. But... Not saying that they haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean come that on. Happens. It's, it's life. But she asked... Every conversation that mm-hmm. we had, I felt like she was asking. It was a lot. And it reminded me of my childhood... And, and seeing my parents fight all the time and knowing that they were so unhappy in their marriage and, and also knowing that they were trying to not show that to us. And they were, they were probably trying to wait until I graduated high school and, and then it just, right. it just couldn't continue mm-hmm. anymore. But, but I, I have noticed a, a large decrease over the years that we've, we've been together now. Mm-hmm. And very rarely does she ask if we're fighting now. No. She knows that we're kidding around. Yeah. And, and she wants to be involved yes. in us joking. She yes. wants to be part of that. And I think that it's so beautiful that, that she can be. Mm-hmm. Because, because for the first you know solid five years of her life, I was not my happiest self. And, and guys, it didn't matter if my ex-husband had been a perfect husband. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered because I I was gay and it, it just it was never gonna work. <sighs> Sorry, our cat just cat wanted to be part of this being podcast. All and, she was, and she was like, let me just talk in this mic. <laughs> so if you hear the cat, that's fun. But that's I mean I I think all in all, my, my, my story. And it's a story of societal pressure and it's a story of desperation for, for hiding parts of me that I was, I was too ashamed to really stand the test of time in and, and a lot of regret. Yeah. But ultimately I took those years and I can pick out the details that I can utilize in in, in, in my current marriage mm-hmm. and I think love you better oh yeah I always want to love you better you do oh, thanks man I just I think that it's really important to know that when you did come out with me and we decided to take that step together that your family was so incredibly welcoming to me you know I never felt any judgment I never it was like breathing mm-hmm. and that made that made everything on my side of the coming out story a little bit easier you know and I don't know I think you know when you told your mom who you were dating <laughs> she did she was like Alicia like I think she's like really Christian and, and really country <laughs> I said you know she is, <laughs> but and that's something 
kind of didn't touch on. When you, when you get married to a man for a decade, you got to come out again. Yeah. I had to come out twice. That sucks. Technically three times, according to your... Three times? Yeah. I guess I came out to a few people when I was... Oh, yeah. And then... And then I and came everybody. out publicly, right? Yeah. And then And then it turns out, 22 years later, you've got a whole new group of friends yeah. and a whole new life and mom groups. How fun. Mom groups that you then have to come out to. And... You know, it was never really hidden, but unless you really knew me, yeah. it was also not something that we like, just openly talked about all the time because I was married. Like, right. how do you bring that up? Yes, I'm married to a man, but I'm very gay. That's pretty much how it came out. But, um, but yeah, so after I left, I had to come out again. I had to come out publicly again. Thankfully, I did it one time on Facebook and I was like, take it or leave it. This is where we're at. I'm not going to keep going into it. So this is this is how it goes. most of your friends. I mean, are still friends and yeah, I didn't lose any friends. Have been amazing and because because I've always been gay, yeah. so I'm not gonna associate with people who don't accept that lifestyle because yeah. that is who I am. And yeah. if they can't accept the lifestyle, then they're not accepting me, despite the fact that I wasn't living it. Yeah, that's always who I have been. Right. So yeah, no, I didn't lose any friends. Uh, 32 or 18, I don't recall. And, wow. and your family was incredible. Our and I think that that's important. You accept your people and you love them unconditionally. And that's how they feel safe. Mm. And I think that that's really important, especially for kids. So, because life is hard. Life is hard. But, so let's make it easier yeah, for our loved ones. Don't have to be. Um, I think that leads us into our, our last, last segment. segment. Sorry that it was longer and also uh, very serious this week. It was week. very serious. We're probably going to be serious again next week. We'll I'll try, try to have funnier stories. Yeah, but I'll cry. Before. Probably. Sorry. Yeah. I'll just preface it now. Um, Got a lot going on. There's a lot happening in Alicia's coming out story. But our last segment is what did you ask your mom uh, this week? So let's see. I asked my mom this week. Um, because we were sick, I asked her all of her sick symptoms trying to self-diagnose. Always because, smart. Because if you don't know this, I am obviously trained to be a doctor. And, you know, ask, ask Mayo can only go so far. Oh my gosh. So I had to ask my mom and, um, and then I did go to the doctor. So <laughs> didn't matter. Yeah. But she helped me-ish. I don't know. I yeah. asked my mom tonight if dad passes away first if she'd come live with us and in, in, in like a mother-in-law suite oh i thought you were just gonna be like in our bed but we talked about it last week that we don't we don't co-sleep we don't co-sleep yeah. and that would be really no yeah no. no that was weird that was a weird that was sorry <laughs> <laughs> that was weird but um, sorry Teresa. anyways <laughs> we in need a, a bigger suite. bed um she ultimately said that if my no, uncle. she said no. That's not true. No. She said if my Uncle Jeff had passed away, that her and her twin sister would probably live together, which I feel like, okay. So, my then, mom, though. Which, which then I called my aunt, and I was like, listen, if Uncle Jeff passes away before you, will you move in with one of your girls? And she was like, no, I would live with your mom. And I was like, okay, great. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, they were on the same page about that. Yeah. So. 
So, yeah, no, that's fine. My mom, however, she's going to... She's going to be here. Which we had already talked about. Like, we knew. Because we you, like just, you, you move in with your daughters. That's true. And our moms don't have other daughters. It's just us. It's just us. So. We special. <laughs> that's true. That's um, true. But then we also asked... And we'll continue to ask this. And like I said, we have like a hundred listeners right now out there. So we want we want you guys to to throw us stuff and tell us the questions that you get because we know that you're still talking to your moms if if they're still here and that your kids are asking you funny questions. So we, we like the input. Yeah. So we got a lot of people and we're just gonna touch base um we're gonna touch point on some of them. That came in this week. So the only one that we really had that was like, what did you ask your mom this week? Came from Cassidy. And she actually had to ask her mom what a health tax credit was. And then. Which we had to look up. I had to Google it. So I'm Cassidy, not an adult. You're not alone. Hey. So. Um, <laughs> sounds like a question that I would ask my mom. Yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh. This one's so sweet. So Katie wrote in this week that her, um, her little girl asked her. When she dies, which is kind of sad, but when she dies, if she'd take her cell phone to heaven so that, that, that she could text her. That is so sweet. And I thought... Heart melted. They're going to be best friends, guys. Yeah. It reminds me of when I, I shared a room with my mom. Um, we were... I was in high school, and she was an adult in college taking classes at NWAC, and we, we were in like a, a big bedroom upstairs in my grandmother's house after my parents divorced but before we moved into a, a house and um we had this partition of like a like a like a desk but it also like i had a hutch and so my bed was on like one side of it and my mom's was on the other side and she would like try to do her homework but the part the hutch part was like open holes like picture those um those square storage cubbies that you've got in your kids' like playrooms or whatever they have the canvas bins, but not the ones with the backs. So it was like backless. So I could see into her <laughs> and I would in the middle of the night, like as she's like trying to type up her her thesis, her thesi. What I don't know. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I think it's thesis. <laughs> but anyway, um I would like poke my head out and like be really obnoxious. And we would laugh so hard to the point where sometimes my grandma would walk up the stairs and be like, what are you laughing at? What are you giggling about? But, um, but, but in those moments, I, uh, I thought that my relationship probably couldn't get any closer to my mom. That is not true. I feel like we are closer now, but, but I think it's so sweet that Katie and her daughter share those like very sweet, intimate moments. You can see that their relationship is, is definitely like their besties. On the contrary, we had Allison who wrote in, who who doesn't have kids, but when she was little, she uh, was super close with her nana, um, and so she asked her nana if her birthmark, what her birthmark was, and her nana said it was kisses from angels, and she responded with, "You're not that special." Oh wow! So it could be rough. That's funny. Oh man, Jessica wrote in this week. Speaking of of birthmarks and stuff, mm-hmm. Jessica wrote in this week that her three year old asked if the mole by her nose. Was a nipple. So, children are... Gotta love, what, three-year-olds? Brutally <laughs> honest! <laughs> oh, man, I did not... I do not miss three-year-old Maddox. No, she's mean. She was mean. She was mean. Hopefully, Jessica, hopefully, Thea is nicer than three-year-old Maddox. Yeah. I'm just saying. One of our friends, Susan, let us know that her daughter asked her, what color face mask 
silver or black should she wear with her Colors Day dress? Congratulations um, to her daughter who got Colors Day. Uh, that's a really high honor in high school, so we're really proud of her. Hate that she had to ask about a face mask, but but hey, she's gonna be beautiful in whichever color she chooses. Then we had Brandy also say that she was asked if Tim is short for Timothy, is Jim short for Jimothy? <laughs> and I thought, if you're Michael Scott, yes. Maybe. Maybe. Yes, it is. And then I had one of my best friends from high school reach out to me. Um, she didn't necessarily have anything specific, but she did say something that I applies that I think applies to all of us daughters talking to our moms. Okay, Maybe that? sons too. Okay. She lives a, a really far distance from her mom. So she said she calls her at least 10 times a day, like bare minimum. <laughs> and that when her mom doesn't pick up even once, she's like, what in the world do you have more important to do than answer my phone call <laughs> right now? Like she almost I has feel a that way all the time. Yeah, almost has a meltdown. Um, and she like wants to know all the, pro- like she's like, I know she wants to know how productive I was today. But she's like, I know she wants every single yeah. play by play about what she did. Exactly. Today. I want I, my mom wants to know that I folded all the laundry and I got all, both girls ready and me ready on time. Um, I clean the living room. Anyway, super funny, and I think that that applies to all of us. I I literally will call my mom about nothing. I call my mom every morning. Yes, you do. On my way to work. I don't call my mom that often, but we really will call each other and be like, "What are you doing?" I think you guys call each other every night. I think that you guys talk to each almost. other almost every night. When she on her work days, yeah, yeah, she calls me on her way home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do. I talk to her about what the day is going to look like, and then oftentimes on the way back home, yeah. so that I can tell her how the day went. Yep. Because I am that extra. It's fine. I love it. And and you know when you're when you're your mom's favorite. Wow, so shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast again. We're sorry it was kind of long and kind of dreary today. Maybe we'll take a break next week before telling my story. I don't know if... if Let us know what you want. Yeah. Do you want, you want me to go ahead and dive in? Next or should week? we go light and then dive back in? That's, you know, yeah, let we're going to go with it. Let us know. Um, we're loving all the submissions. We're loving all the input. Really, it means a lot to us that you guys are sticking it out with us. We, we really are loving all the input. And we love that you guys are right here with us living this life. Um, so... If you, if you want to submit anything, give us your advice on what we should do next week. Should I dive into my story or, or go a little lighter? And then also, make sure you submit what you asked your mom this week or what crazy things your kids asked you this week. Or just any funny stories. We're happy to share them. Yeah, or if you heard something that I said wrong today. Oh, same. Yeah, uh, fix it for me so, yeah, that I can, so I can fix it next week. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, thank you guys again. Share with everybody that you want to, hopefully. Um you guys are enjoying the transparent conversation. So we love you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Bye friends.